Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome, welcome back to the Lost Arts Podcast. We are going to do a fireside chat. This is our second fireside chat. Uh, As I continue moving forward in this adventure uh, of podcasting, I'm looking at doing two veteran stories a week and three fireside chats a week. We're going to try and keep that up and see if that uh, actually turns out to be all right. Now, I got some feedback uh, a while back, uh, basically saying uh, the first two episodes were just too long. So they were about an hour and a half long, and I agree, it was pretty long uh, go with that. But uh, what I've decided moving forward is we're going to actually do one hour podcast for the veteran stories and then do about 30 minute podcast for these fireside chats. So that should work out a little bit better and hopefully uh, it's good for you on the listening end. All right, before we settle in with our cigars and our bourbons and nestled in for the next campfire side story here. Um, Let's hit up a quick advertisement. Are you in the Virginia Beach, Hampton Roads area and looking for a fun, family-friendly musical act? Then you are in luck. Poncho Music is an experienced musician and entertainer performing country music favorites of yesterday and today. Poncho, a United States Marine Corps veteran, performs in the Hampton Roads area right here in Virginia. Come on out to listen to great music and have family fun. You can find a listing of upcoming events on Facebook. Type in Poncho Music. That's P-A-N-C-H-O-M-U-S-I-C. Like and follow. Support your local veterans. Poncho Music, performing in the Hampton Roads area. All right, all right. If you have the time, I highly recommend uh, to get out and see Poncho. He puts on one hell of a show. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, he's very friendly and just a, a just a great, great, uh, great event to go see. All right, as usual, uh, let's start out our fireside discussions with some sea stories. All right, so there I was. There I was. I was in Camp Pendleton, actually, and uh, I was the uh, bandmaster at the time, so I was the senior enlisted. Uh, and had just taken over, if I'm not mistaken, as the band officer at this point in time. But we were going on a trip. We were going to do a parade. I think it was up in Seattle. Uh, so there we go. We get on the bird, fly up there, um, basically stay the night. Once we got up there the next morning, bright and early, made our trip over to the starting area. So it was amazing how many people there actually were in that area. Uh, the people were lined up on the streets, and this was before they even started the parade route. Man, they were just completely cram packed. It was amazing. 
so we did our warm-ups, got in our position, got everything ready to go. Uh, and then we started to move forward. Um, the drum major, you know, gives us the, the, the mace command and we start moving forward. And as we're doing this, I look over. So I'm marching on the far right side of the, um, the band on, on the right side. We call it gutter guard. So I'm marching next to the band by myself. And I look over and I see uh, a young, young motivated individual. Uh, we'll call him that. Uh, basically he was trying to cross the street. So as he's going, uh, one of the things is in a Marine band, you, you don't ever, uh, step in front of, or get in between the Marines and ranks. Um, so that's, that's a big no, no for us. Uh, so as we're moving forward, the drum major tried to usher him around, um, but he ignored him and kind of went in between. And as he was going, we were still moving forward and he was going to go in between that first and second rank right there next to me. And as, as he tried to stop to do that, um, you know, the trombone players in the front rank were trying to keep him at bay. Uh, so I just kind of reached over the first trombone player. I grabbed this dude and I just threw him outside of the outside of the band onto the road. He went flying, fell onto the ground, and I stopped, turned around, and looked at the guy. The band's continuing to march at this point. But I see the guy, he gets up and he starts yelling at me, you know. He's like, oh, I can't believe you did that. No, I'm going to whoop your butt and da-da-da-da-da. And uh, all I did was I took a step forward to him and I said, go ahead and see what happens. And at that point, he kind of hushed a little bit and he kind of went on his way. Uh, but uh, once once we started marching, I got back in the formation and started marching down the street. Um, man, the band sounded so good. They were super motivated. Uh, so it, it was it was an exciting time for me. I remember getting done and uh, several of the Marines come up and they were like, oh man, I tell you what, I thought for sure we were all going to fight and it was going to be on and then, man, we had your back. We were just ready for them to go to blows and, and we were super excited and we were so motivated after you did that. Man, it was, that was one of the best parades we've ever done. And I got to say, it was one of the best parades I ever done as well. And trust me, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of parades. Um, but that reminds me of a story uh, going back to um, New Orleans. And uh, this is one of those big tales in the, the Marine Band program. But uh, there was a band. I don't know which one. I don't know names. I don't know anything like that. But I know they were marching down the street there at a Mardi Gras parade. And when they were marching, the cops, um, they could basically go and do whatever they want. But like I said, it was a big thing in the bands to nobody goes in the ranks. And apparently a cop decided, hey, I'm going to stand in between and... Uh, of course, the Marines didn't go for that, and there started out a little bit of shoving, uh, trying to get the cop out of the way, and then it just went into an all-out brawl. The entire band starts fighting the cops. They they all get like thrown down. The cops are doing going crazy. Everyone's trying to stop it. Uh, I'm pretty sure the the some of the Marines were thrown in the uh, the paddy wagon, taken down to the station, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, things like that do do happen. Uh, I will say they don't happen very often, uh, but sometimes they do, and it uh, definitely makes for a good story, that's for sure. All right, so I, I would, don't really have any more sea stories today. Um, what I do want to do is I, I want to get into some of the topics. we Last time we were discussing things that I, I kind of want to leave for my girls, uh, you know, life lessons that I've learned um, as I as they grow up. Hopefully they'll listen to this one day and, and think fondly of it, um, me telling them what, what my life stories were and things like that. Um, 
One of the big things that I try to get across to my kids right now is uh, sticks and stones, right? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I remember growing up, that was a big thing for us. Like sticks and stones will break your bones. Yeah, that's right. You know, if somebody hits you with a stick, somebody throws a rock at you and hits you, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. It's going to leave a mark, right? Um, but words, that's, that's things that it's in the eye of the person who uh, is receiving those words. So whenever they talk about that or what, how I explain it to my girls is it's up to you, um, the person being talked to and those mean words being thrown at you, it's up to you to decide if that's something that you're going to accept uh, or if it's something you're just going to brush off and be like, yeah, it's not a big deal, whatever, and move on. Um, I remember growing up, my daddy would always say things like, um, who cares? Who cares what people say about you, right? He's like, as a matter of fact, when when that bully is picking on you and he's calling you names and he's doing things to aggravate you and stuff like that, the best thing you can do, the very best thing you can do is just go along with it and start making fun of yourself. I remember, you know, growing up, I was in the band and back then, of course, you know, of course, not today's the best way of uh, saying it, but they used to say, oh, you're a band fag and da 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 and, you know, they go on and on and on about it. And me, I, I just play along with them. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah. I'm in the band. That's the way it works. Yeah, you, no big deal. Yeah, whatever. Well, what I did is I put them off guard, and they didn't know. They were like, oh my gosh, like, well that's no fun. I didn't get a rise out of this guy. It doesn't bother him that we call him names. Uh, so they would move on to the next person. And uh, so for me, like I, I got along with everybody because everyone knew that no matter what, they're picking on me, whatever, I was just going to go along with it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't really care. What Your words aren't going to hurt me. Uh, only sticks and stones are going to hurt me, right? That's kind of my mindset as I was growing up. So I'm trying to teach that to my girls. And uh, of course, I think girls might be a little bit different than, than boys. Um uh, we we as boys, uh, we don't really take things as personal. In fact, when men or boys talk about their friends, typically speaking, they talk very badly about their friends, especially to their face. Um, like when I call somebody, you know, I, I'll give them a call or whatever. They answer. I say, hey, punk, what are you doing? Hey, you piece of crap. Hey, da, da, da. And we just kind of talk back and forth like that, right? And, and for Boys and men, that's kind of an en endearment, right? That's that's kind of how we we associate with one another and uh, and kind of bond, right? For girls, I don't think it's that way. Now, I'm not a girl, so I can't answer this for sure. And I'm sure it doesn't apply to everybody. But girls tend to, you know, take things way personal. And girls will, you know, they're going to talk nice because that's how they want to be treated to stuff like that. But I will tell you, boys, man, we... We just will give each other a hard time like it's cool. Um, but I will tell you, um, my best friends, I'll, I'll talk smack to them and we'll say all kinds of crazy stuff back and forth. But I tell you what, behind their back, man, I'll talk them up and I'll say how great they are and and things like that. But man, don't ever say it to their face because that's that's a that's a no no in the in the man world. We don't we don't do that. That's uh, you know it makes things uncomfortable for us, and we don't really want to go into that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, t I'm trying to teach my girls. They'll come in, oh, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, and they'll be crying, upset. And I, I always say, well, did they physically hurt you? And like, well, no, they didn't physically hurt me, but they hurt my feelings. I said, well, then don't let it hurt your feelings, you know? And I have a hard time. I don't know how to explain to them to 
to not let it bother them. Now they're young. Uh, my oldest one now 11. Uh, my other's eight. You know, Madison 11, Taylor's eight. That's, that's a hard thing to explain to to kids that age. Um, but I try my best and, I, you know, hopefully as they grow older and they hear this later in life, they'll be able to listen to it and be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. You know, hopefully I'm explaining it well enough. But that that is one of the things, right? And growing up, you, you have to decide for yourself, what is it that's going to bother you? And what is it that you're going to kind of ignore and move on? Because not everything everyone says is important. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say. It, it doesn't matter what people think most of the time. Um, you know, I, I, I get it that yes, okay. Sometimes it does matter what people think. Like if you're up for a promotion or stuff like that, you want people to think positive about you. That's a good thing. You want to think that people are, people think of you as a hard worker, those types of things. No, that's very important. Don't get me wrong. But when somebody's just being mean, just to be mean, who cares? Just put it out of your mind. Walk away. It's not a big deal. It's not worth it. At least in my opinion, it's not worth it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I, I've been trying to get across to the girls. Um, one of the other things is, uh, learn to do things for yourself. You know, I've been working with my girls on this, uh, for different things and it's amazing. Like I look at adults now and there's some of the most basic things that adults don't know how to do. Uh, one of those things, check your oil. I, I don't know how many people, you know, you say, hey, you know, show me how you check your oil, whatever, you know, because we'll do inspection, card, vehicle inspections, things like that to make sure that they know what's going on and, and stuff before Marines go out on, on long weekends and things like that. And some of them don't even know how to check the oil. Couldn't even tell you where the dipstick is underneath their hood, uh, which baffles me, you know. Now, I grew up, my dad worked on things like that, and, you know, he pulled me out there and we'd do it as well uh, to help him, but... I just can't fathom that people nowadays don't really do that. So I take my girls outside, you know. Uh, I had uh, Taylor, the younger one, out, and she was helping me change a tire before. Um, anytime I go out and work on stuff, she's always excited about it. She'll go out and she'll get the tools and pretend like she's doing different things. Uh, but I, I teach her stuff along the way as we're doing that. Uh, some of those other things, you know, just being able to cook. Like how many people don't really know how to actually cook nowadays? Now, I'm not saying that I'm God's gift of cooking because we all know if you've eaten my food, I'm not. Uh, but there are certain things that I know how to cook. Um, and there are people nowadays that grow up, the only things they know how to do is basically put a meal in a microwave and heat it up. You know, so so that's great if you're in college or whatever, get you a quick meal, it's cheap. Uh, that that's fantastic, but man, you've got to be able to learn some of those skills. Um, doing your laundry, doing laundry is another big one. That's something that you need to learn young. You know how many, how much clothes can you put in, and they all get actually get clean, or you know, each washer and dryer is just a little bit different. How does it dry? How does it wash? You know, but being able to do that um, using uh, a needle and thread. I don't know how many times my girls will come up to me, Daddy, can you? You know, my eyeball and my stuffed animal fell off. Can you sew it back on? And I'm, okay, yeah. So I get a needle thread. I'll sew it back on. I've showed them how to do it. Uh, now, Taylor, Taylor's not as good, but Maddie can get, get in there and sew some stuff up. I mean, not perfect, but uh, of course, when I do it, it's not perfect either. But that's a skill that I learned. I don't know how many times I've had to sew up my uniform. 
uh, things of that nature. Just ironing, ironing uh, your clothes. That's not a thing anymore. Uh, you know, now nowadays fabrics are being made where it's, it's wrinkle-free uh, is what they uh, sell it as. I'm not so sure if it's actually wrinkle-free, but, uh, you know, they say it is. Um, but those are those are the types of things that, you know, you need to learn to do for yourself. You have to be independent at some point in time. You cannot rely on somebody to do it for you all the time. Not to mention, that gets expensive. Um, I know my brother, when he was, he had his own business where he worked on cars. He was in a college town or whatever. And there's so many times that uh, he would drive up and it would be something incredibly simple uh, that that could be done in five minutes on a vehicle and they just didn't know how to do it and didn't know where to start. And he would go in and, okay, I'd order the part, put it on, take five minutes and boom, vehicle's doing fine, no issues. And, you know, they're going to have to pay for that. And those are things that, man, you could just literally do it yourself and save yourself all kinds of money. Um, but we don't always do that. You know, it's, it's buy new and throw away, right? That's, that's our attitude nowadays, buy new, throw away. And I don't know, it's just, it's just one of those things as we move in life, you know, it's some of those lost arts that are, that are going away and somehow, somehow we have to try and get everybody back and, and teaching them these things to be able to basically be able to survive without having to pay a ridiculous amount of money. So um, the next thing I want to talk about here uh, is education. Um, so I'm, I will tell you, education is is very very important. Um, but there are different types of education. Um, you know, going to school, then going to college, and getting a college degree—that's all great, and and you learn a lot of great things when you do that. Um, but one of the one of the things that that I have a hard time with that all the time is there's so many people that are book smart. But man, oh man, they do not have street smarts. And it's something that we, we have to fix. You know, we have to go in and we have to help each other in the street smart business. You know, and as you're growing up, those those lost arts that I'm talking about, those those little things that will help you as you grow older and, you know, just basic things in life um, will help you when in that street smart business as you're growing older. I'll, I'll go out and get a college degree. That's great. You know, that's going to help you and you can probably make more money. Uh, but there are plenty of jobs out there where you don't have to get a college degree and you can make bukus of money. Um, I mean, going to the military, I've done well for myself. I, I don't have a college degree. I went to college and failed out, and but that's okay. And joined the military and I've been doing fine for myself. I, you know, I'm getting ready to retire in February. Uh, 25 years, I made it to E9. I was, you know, the top of uh, the enlisted ranks. Uh, so it's been a great thing for me. Um, so yeah, those are the things that, that there are jobs out there working in the oil fields. You don't need a college degree to go work in the oil fields. Uh, things like that. Uh, but there's so many things, you know, what is it? Micro, micro does, uh, does the Oh, uh, dirty jobs. That's what it is. Micro does the dirty jobs. And, and he goes around and he's a big, he, he really tries to push, uh, alternate learning. Uh, so instead of going to college, doing vocational schools, you know, learning how to work on cars, learning, learning how to work on motorcycles, boats, those types of things. Uh, those are all great things that, that, I think are being left behind as well. Um, and, and it seems that we're m making a turn and we're kind of going back to that. Uh, because a lot of times you look and if everybody has a college degree, you know, that <laughs> kind of makes it, makes it a little crazy, but you got these college degrees, you know, 
but how many jobs are out there for a college degree? There's only so many to go around, but man, there's all kinds of stuff. Be electrician, plumber, all those types of things need somebody working in there and, and trying to, trying to do those jobs as well. And there's nothing wrong with those jobs. Those are great jobs. You can make all kinds of money. You, you know, you basically make your own schedule if you start your own business, which is a fantastic thing. Uh, be have a be a business owner. And how many people with college degrees say they're business owners? Not all of them. That's for sure. So, um, one thing I I want to say is um, as you're moving along in life, and people are going to disagree with you, you're going to have disagreements and stuff like that. I'll tell you. Don't take it personal. It's it's amazing how you know it kind of goes back to that sticks and thorns thing. Um, but like e- even in my job, um, I, I don't know how many times somebody has said something to me, upset, yelled at me, chewed me out, whatever you want to think of it as. Um, but I couldn't take it personal, I because if I do, then it kind of messes me up moving forward. And it kind of gets in your head, and then you you know you're upset with that person as an individual. And it's not really that. You need to look at it when somebody yells at you, somebody does something like that, you need to think of it more like um, they're just angry in that moment. It's not a big deal. They're just frustrated at the incident and what took place, and they're just venting that frustration out on you. Um, Pleasant? Probably not. Probably not pleasant. But just don't take it personal. Accept it for what it is. You made a mistake accept that you made a mistake, learn how to fix it, and then move on. That's the best thing that you can do whenever, you know, so you don't take it personal, is just accept whatever it is. Move on. It's not the end of the world, and and you're going to live to find another day. Um, And you're going to be better off for it, I promise you. In the end, you're going to learn something from it. But you have to have that positive attitude, and you have to look at things in a positive light. Um, The most negative situations that you can find yourself in there's a very good chance that, you know, you're going to learn something positive or get something positive out of it. Um, you may not see it right away and it may be years and years and years down the road, but I'm telling you right now, you eventually you're going to find something. There's going to be something useful and a lesson learned in all of those instances. And then the last thing I say, uh, on today's podcast with this is, uh, be slow to anger. I know when I, I look back on my life, there is many a times that my anger peaked quickly and I would shoot far high and to the right and just go off and go crazy. I'd throw things, I'd yell, I'd punch things, you know, I very quick to anger. And, and I've learned over time that that's not necessarily helpful. You got to be able to take a deep breath in a situation, try not to get too worked up about it, um, and then that way you can think about everything logically and make sure that you're making the right decisions moving forward. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place to be angry. There's a time and a place to do all those types of things. Um, and sometimes those things are planned. Um, I know that, you know, as I look at my career as a senior enlisted, especially, there are many times that I'll have to pull somebody in my office and really chew them out, give them a hard time, you know, to tell them that what they're doing is is the wrong thing and that they're going to screw up their their career and all kinds of stuff, you know, and I'm really getting their butt, chew them out, make them feel bad. Um, and there's a time and a place for that, you know, and usually, I won't say it does all the time, but usually it kind of pulls people out of it and they're like, oh, dang, man, I never looked at it that way, you know, it kind of sucks. I don't like to get my butt chewed and then, yeah, he brings up a lot of good points. 
Um, so the times like that, yeah, absolutely. I, I know working with my boss now, there are many times he comes in and he's like, hey, I need you to, you know, go talk to uh, somebody about something or whatever. And, uh, oh, I get to be the bad guy. Okay. And then I walk out and I go do that. And, you know, it, there's a time and a place. Uh, most of the time now, though, it's very calculated. It's not me just immediately getting mad. Um, I will say uh, it's been like this for uh, years and years and years uh, as far as going, uh, being quick to anger. And my wife has pushed me and pushed me, you know, and I went and I, I got therapy. You know, I was going to see a therapist. I was, uh, they, you know, I went and saw a doc, got on some medication. And I'll tell you, those things help. They help out tremendously. So as you're you're looking at yourself and how things are going or you're looking around at your, your fellow Marines, your fellow soldiers, sailors, whatever the case is, try to identify people in those situations. Like, are they are they quick to anger? Are they... You know, whatever the case is, there are avenues that you can go and get help. And I tell you, once I went, I went to the therapist, I didn't, I didn't believe in it. I was like, yeah, whatever, it's not going to help. But going there, doing that, it's eye-opening. Um, the medication has helped me. I And now I am not quick to anger. Now I, I'm fairly even kill most of the time. And like I said, now it's more calculated in what I do. So that that's the advice that I would give uh, all these young servicemen and women is go in, go in and talk to the doc. Get some help. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, don't be prideful. Don't be like the like us that grew up in my generation is, oh, you don't go to medical. You're weak if you go to medical. Don't be a weak body, you know. Um, but no, go to medical. Get it taken care of because it's going to help you in the long run. I wish I would have uh, been able to change some of the things that happened in my life as I was growing up and how quick I was to, to anger and stuff, you know, and I, I, I never went and hurt anybody or anything like that. Uh, but you know, I probably said some things that were hurtful and I shouldn't have said. And, uh, you know, my wife probably took a lot of that and I apologized to her and, uh, and I, I think I fixed it and I think we're moving on which is a great thing, uh, which is another thing I want to talk about eventually. I want to get into marriage and maybe I can talk my wife into coming in and, and giving some words of wisdom, you know, based on our, uh, years of marriage. We've been married now 27 years coming on 28, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it'd be great to have her come in and tell some of that st stuff as well. Uh, but that's for another, another fireside chat. We'll, we'll do that another time. Anyway, so uh, as we're sitting here getting ready to move forward, uh, I just urge you to, to take the time to look at what you got going on. Uh, look at those lost arts. Try to learn something new. Try to make yourself better in the long run. That's the, that's the main point here. So I'm going to end this one up uh, telling you a quick story. I know I talked about Mike Rowe earlier, um, but I... I <laughs> I uh, went to uh, a San Francisco for a birthday ball, so we're supporting an uh, uh, organization up there, and uh, it was a fairly big organization, right? And there was, I want to say there was like five different ballrooms or something like that, and there was four or five different bands that were playing. But, you know, we had the ceremony itself, and I'm up on stage playing for the ceremony, and they introduced uh, uh, Mike Rowe because he was attending the, the ball. It was a birthday ball for the Marine Corps. And they announced Mike Rowe was out, and they were like, oh, yeah, don't forget, you know, Mike Rowe is here. And I, for all you young Marines, if you want to go say hi to him, I'm sure he would want to uh, talk to you and stuff like that. So be sure and seek him out, say hi to him. And in the audience, you hear Mike Rowe, he's like, 
oh gee thanks i appreciate it and uh but you know he said it jokingly or whatever so it was after the ball uh we did the ceremony we went upstairs to the dinner uh, where the different bands were playing and of course me being a musician uh me and the rest of the band we were interested in you know the bands and stuff like that so we were kind of wandering around to the different rooms checking it out stuff like that and uh i think it was uh gunner sergeant lineman uh justin lineman he tapped me on the shoulder he's like hey man look over there it's it's mike rowe and i was like oh man so mike rowe is standing there and he's talking to like two or three individuals right and i was like oh that's really cool i was like i gotta get a selfie with him so i turned around right and and just kind of snuck over and i took a quick picture of me and him and he glanced over his shoulder as i was doing that and just kind of started laughing he's like i would take a picture with you all you gotta do is ask me and I was like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt. I just needed to show my wife that, you know, I, I, I was here with you, you know, whatever. And he's like, well, here, let's take a real selfie or whatever. Let's do it the right way. So, you know, I held my phone out and I was trying to, you know, take a selfie by pushing the button and, you know, on your iPhone to make it do it. And he's like, don't you know how to take a selfie? He's like, you know, you got to push this button on the side or whatever. So she, he showed me a different way to take the picture. It was much easier. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, earlier that day, I had learned from a young Marine how to do, and I don't even know what they're called, but the, the oh man, it's the little characters or whatever, and then you can talk and then it'll move its mouth the same way. Emoji, I think is what it's called. Anyways, I know all the young guys are like, oh, of course it's an emoji. Why? How do you not know that? Um, but anyway, so I had just learned about that earlier in the day. I said, well, Hey, do you know anything about emojis? You showed me something. Let me show you something. So I did an emoji thing for him. Right. And, uh, he's like, Oh man, that's really cool. And he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, I was like, can you, can you do an, uh, do something on the emoji and like say hi to my wife or something like that on it? And he's like, Oh yeah, I can do something. So we recorded him and, and he says something like, Oh, Hey, this is Mike Rowe, you know, da da da. And he went on a little bit. Um, at some point I'll find that recording and play it. But, uh, anyway, he, he does his little, little, uh, spiel, if you will, uh, with this emoji. So we finished, I was like, Hey, I really appreciate it, Mike. That's great. I, you know, thanks for what you do or whatever. And he's like, Hey, can you send me that? And I was like, I, of course I got a devil, devilish grin on my face. And I was like, um, yeah, how, how do you want me to send it to you? And he's like, Oh yeah, just text it to me. And my smile got a little bit bigger, and I was like, okay. So I prepped it, and I was like, um, what's your number? And I handed him my phone. So he went in, typed his number, and he, boop, he sent it to himself. And as soon as he hit send, you saw everything click. And he was like, oh, my God. I just gave my number to this dude I don't even know. And uh, he's probably going to call me all the time or text me or do something stupid. And... Uh, so he looks at me, he's like, you better not F me on this. And uh, I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, I'll try not to. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. I still have his number in my phone. Uh, I should try and text him sometime in the near future. Maybe I'll even try to give him a call and see if he answers uh, <laughs> and, and have a conversation with him. I don't think he'll answer, though. But uh, anyways, uh that's just another funny story, sea story that I had for you. Maybe not as good as the last sea stories, but and my boot camp stories. But hey, it's it's another sea story. All right. Well, that brings us to the close of this uh, fireside chat. 
Uh, I want to thank you all for joining me once again. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. I know I'm I'm getting something out of it because my girls will be able to hear it further down the road. And hopefully some of you young so, uh, uh, servicemen and women, hopefully you're getting something out of it too, uh, especially on the veteran stories. They're, they've got some great stories, and I'm going to try and do more of those, like I said before. Try to do three of these uh, fireside chats and then two of the uh, my veteran stories. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out in the future, but I'm going to try and do more and more. Uh, I've gotten a great response. Uh, I'm over a thousand uh, followers on Facebook. Um, we've gotten our first episode is uh, almost at 100 uh, listens or, or downloads right now. All the other ones are being downloaded as well. So we're doing really well there. Um, I, I, I encourage you, if you like what you hear, you know, uh, follow it, follow the, the podcast, uh, make a comment if it's something that you like, if there's something that you want to hear, something that you want to talk and discuss about later on, or, uh, things that you need advice on, don't hesitate to put that on there as well. All right, well, uh, be sure to tune in on uh, Saturday. That's when the next episode uh, for the My Veteran Story, uh, Bill Oldenburg, Sergeant Major Retired, he's going to be on there. Uh, so we'll get to hear the rest of his story. Very excited to hear that. All right, well, hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, stay motivated. Change your socks. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.